Good morning, everybody. I think you can hear me now. Awesome. So um, good morning to all of you that are here in person, and good morning to those who are online as well. Um, I have a couple of quick announcements. You'll notice there's flowers on the altar. Those are in memory and honor of Ellen Cummins. There was a uh, memorial service here yesterday. Um, and you'll also notice that there is a rose at the altar, and that is for Charlotte Poland. And the grandparents are Jeff and Kathea, so you want to give them a really big um, congratulations when you see them. Out in the entrance, you may have noticed our tornado buckets that have been here for about a month. They're awesome! So um, there's a list inside of the items that you can get. If you can't find every item, highlight the ones you couldn't find, and they'll, they'll help you out with that when you bring it back. But those are due back next Sunday. But I've got to tell you some great news. I don't know how many buckets there were originally, but there was piles of them over here. There was piles in the back. There's only four left, which there might be less than that now after Sunday school and early service. So if you still want one, they're there. If you have one, bring it back next week. Um, I want to show you now some pictures of our youth and kids on Wednesday night when we had our Valentine's party. So um, these are really awesome. So you'll see our full gathering room, everybody having a great time. So, I, I'm showing you these because I want to let you know we have dinner on Wednesday night at 5.15. It is awesome. So the cool thing is Pastor Sam has a study on Wednesday nights. Uh, so you can come at 5.15, have dinner, get to meet these great kids and their families, and stay for Sam's study, which will be 40 days of prayer. So I wanted to show you that. Um, so you can sign up and eat. It's at 5.15. Always great. Um, we have a multi-age Sunday school class at 10 uh, each Sunday up in the gathering room. We have a blast. Uh, that's for those of us that don't have a class to go to. That's our, our mixed age class that we just all enjoy ourselves. We have probably the youngest in there is probably eight. And our oldest is, we'll never know because we don't ask. All right? So, um, so again, I want to remind you, uh, Pastor Sam will be back next Sunday. He's starting a Lenten series called 40 Days of Prayer. They have these uh, books that have uh, their, their uh, devotional book, but they also have places to journal uh, to really grow deeper, closer to God during the Lenten season. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come together here and worship this morning. We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds. Help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
now invite you to stand and sing hymn number 77, How Great Thou Art.
please remain standing and join us in the affirmation of faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. seated. And the children are welcome to go to Children's Church with uh, Miss Catherine. They always have an awesome, awesome time. Um, this is the part of the service we prepare our hearts for tithes and offerings. If you are um, watching online, you can give online. There are ways to do that. And I um, want to thank everyone who gives that you continue the great ministries that happen because of your love and support. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we pray that these gifts of tithe and offering will be used to do great things uh, in, in the community here. We do great things for your glory, uh, to show your love to others, to reach others. Um, we thank you for the work that happens here. We thank you even for these uh, tornado buckets that will go to help others in Alabama. We thank you for the ministries in the Methodist church that go around the world that we're a part of, God. We pray that you'll continue to do awesome and mighty things here. Uh, through these gifts of tithe and offering, but also those gifts of time and service. We thank you, God. We thank you. We pray that you'll continue to do great things here uh, at this church. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
I don't know if you noticed, but we have a different choir director today, and David Wooten's doing an awesome job. So um, he does a great job. But I wanted to let you know that JT is not here because um, he is, had a memorial service for his father yesterday. So we want to be remembering to pray for JT and his family. Um, also, when we're preparing our hearts for our morning prayer, I want to let you know about my friend who is moving to North Carolina that we need to be praying for. Nan is moving away. Nan, would you just lift your hand so they can see who you are? I'm sorry, I'm going to get in trouble for embarrassing her. But uh, Nan has done so much in this church, so, been such an important part of the ministries that go on here. Uh, worked down there at the ELC for a very long time as the director. Um, but Nan, recently, she was the one running to the, the fire stations with all the food from the missions team and making sure the hospitals got fed. So when the service is done, would you go and give Nan a big hug? And yeah, you can give Nan a clap. <laughs> yes, Nan is amazing. So uh, make, sure, make sure you let her know you're going to miss her, but she's going to go be with family in North Carolina. So let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we thank you again that we can be here to worship this morning. We have so many praises on our hearts. We, we lift up our praises before you, those things, those joys that we celebrate. But we also know there's many in our congregation with heavy hearts. Uh, we lift up those who are recovering from surgeries, those who are homebound. Uh, God, be with them. We pray for JT and his family. Um, God, we lift up Nan. We pray that as she moves that you will just bless her. And I pray that you'll continue to use her to do great ministry uh, in North Carolina. I pray that people will just see your love flowing from her, that she will be the hands and feet of Jesus in North Carolina just as she was here. God, there's so many among us. There's so many unspoken requests, God. We lift those up to you. And now we pray the words that you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. What a friend we have in Jesus.
the choir is absolutely amazing, aren't they? And uh, that's one thing I can say. I'm so glad people watch us online, but I'll tell you, it's nothing like hearing the choir in person. Absolutely amazing. Um, so I want to tell you again about this book, because I forgot to show you earlier. This 40 Days of Prayer that Pastor Sam uh, will be doing, it's going to start the, right after Ash Wednesday. So Ash Wednesday is going to be March the 2nd. Then after, day, after that, we're going to start 40 Days of Prayer. And he will start then having, uh, after Ash Wednesday, um, a weekly Bible study. It's going to go through this as well. And the Men at the Well uh, morning Bible study is doing that as well. And I believe we have a video to show you about it. excited about prayer and the season we have approaching us uh, the video also makes me want to go to the beach I know you were thinking <laughs> you were thinking I want to pray but I also want to go lay on that beach for a while right so um, we've been following the lectionary passages in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians we're going to continue that today Paul is still on the topic of transformation um, uh, and resurrection so the church in Corinth must have really wrestled with this topic but I figure since Paul talks about it so much we will too. We will too. So uh, the youth group, we've been following the lectionary, goodness, for the past two years. We just do whatever the lectionary passage is and we talk about it. So when I read this scripture to them on Wednesday night, they stared at me and like, what did you just read? That made no sense. I got the same response when I read the scripture in the celebration service. So this morning, bear with me as we read through the passage that might sound a little confusing because then we're going to talk about it. And here it is. It's 1 Corinthians uh, 15, 35 through 38 and 42 through 50. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? What kind of body do they come? Fool, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And so for what you sow... You do not sow the body that is to be, but a bare seed, perhaps of wheat or of some other grain, but God gives it a body as he has chosen, and to each kind of seed its own body. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable, what is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a physical body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a physical body, there is also a spiritual body. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. But it's not the spiritual that is first, but the physical, and then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man from heaven. As was the man of dust, 
so are those who are of the dust. And is the man of heaven, so are those who are of heaven. Just as we are born the image of dust, we will also bear the image of the man of heaven. What I'm saying, brothers and sisters, this flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. The word of God for the people of God. Let's pray. Loving God, I pray that through this passage that you will speak to our hearts, that you will draw us closer to you and closer to each other. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So this passage might have sounded a little odd or a little confusing, and Paul, like I said, was still talking about the resurrection of Jesus, what that means for us. He talks about a seed being planted. So, like I said, the church in Corinth had a lot of questions about this type of stuff. But, but a lot of this point that he's trying to make is our physical bodies will die, but our spiritual bodies live on. That's great news, isn't it? That's great news. Um, many of you know we've had a lot of funerals in the past two years. You, you may have come to some of them, and we've lost a lot of loved ones. But how what a joy it is to know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord and that we live on. We live on. This passage starts talking out about a seed being, being planted, uh, raised up to be something different. So when we die, we know we are transformed, but we also know that we're being transformed here and now, which is exciting, right? It's awesome to know we're going to heaven, but it's also awesome to know that we are being transformed now, and our spiritual transformation, we're already in the process of it, right? The process has already begun. I personally have never really planted seeds or watched anything grow, right? I would, it probably wouldn't work out too well. But I bet some of you, right, um, are great at gardening. Are, are, are some of you, maybe, pretend anyway? Some of you pretend to be great gardeners? So a seed is just that. It's just a seed. But when it's planted, right, and it gets water, sunlight, good soil, awesome things happen. A transformation takes place in that seed. It's the same thing with us in our spiritual journeys, right? If we, if we pray, we could say that's like the water. Meditate on scripture, that could be the good soil. Put our eyes on Jesus, we could say that's the sunlight. And then I, I know for you and for me to be surrounded by uh, other believers and great friends, they help keep the weeds away, don't they? So we are like that. We're like a seed being transformed. We are all a constant work in progress, right? So I, I know sometimes we fall into habit of thinking we can you know, maybe just go to church once a year and not read a devotional or not plug into anything and expect to grow and be transformed into something. But it takes, it takes, uh, it takes our, our work too, right? We're part, of that, we're part of that process. We have to create time and space for the Holy Spirit to transform us. Um, it's, like I said, a constant process. And the Holy Spirit will get, gives us free will. Not going to force us to transform, right? We have to want it. We have to want the transformation. I also remind myself, when we talk about transformation, we have to be patient with ourselves and with others. We can't wake up tomorrow and think, well, why am I not completely transformed? I went to church yesterday, right? It takes work and it takes time. It takes work and it takes time. Because you could say, man, I've been going to church for a long time and going to Sunday school and I still struggle with being kind to people on Monday mornings, right? It's a work in progress. Or we could say, I don't see the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. Well, I don't see that in my life every day. But we're growing in it. We're growing a little more every day when we plug into these things. We learned last week in our multi-age Sunday school class at 10 o'clock in the gathering room, which has donuts. Would love to see you there. We learned 
that um, an avocado seed can take 13 years to become a tree that will produce avocados. That's wild, isn't it? So if you're going into the avocado business, I don't recommend, it's going to take a while before you see any, before you see any growth. But it reminds us that our spiritual growth does take time. Be patient with ourselves, right? But create those time and space to be transformed. And be patient with our neighbors as they're going to take time too. Um, but let's create those spaces for God to transform us. You know, our spiritual lives are a little bit like Cracker Barrel. And I talk about food every Sunday because it's Sunday morning and y'all are thinking about food. I know, because the plan already went in where you're going to eat afterwards. Um, so I do. I talk about food a lot. But our spiritual lives can be like Cracker Barrel. Sometimes we just hang out on the porch in our spiritual lives. There's rocking chairs. There's even that cool checkers game at Cracker Barrel on the porch. You know what I'm talking about. Our friends are there. We could hang out there and just stay in that place. And it's fun. It's fun. But God has so much more for us to discover in our spiritual journeys. Wants us to dig deeper, right? And God is inviting us to an open table to grow more, to stretch our, our spiritual lives, right? To, to help us dig deeper. And again, I said the Holy Spirit is not going to force us to do that. But when we, when we go in the doors that are open, that we're invited to go into, we're inside, like inside the Cracker Barrel. Benny, do you know what's inside the Cracker Barrel? Fried okra. There's also ham. There's pancakes. There's chocolate cake. There's chocolate cake that has like soda inside of it. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like a Coke cake. They have all kinds of stuff inside the Cracker Barrel. The same thing with our spiritual lives, right? When we, when, we, when, we want to, when we ask God to help us pray and, and get involved in Bible study and just really grow, and, and we ask God to help us serve more, like, and, and we ask God to help us bless others, we grow, we grow in our spiritual lives, and it's like entering in further to the Cracker Barrel, right? Maybe it's a terrible illustration, but it works for me, all right? Because I love food. And, and, and I'm making it sound like spiritual transformation is easy and fun, and it's all this great okra and everything, but... You know what? Sometimes spiritual transformation is hard, right? Sometimes there's things we've got to let go of and replace it with something good. But you know what? It's worth it. And it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding we weren't learned to love and to serve. Um, I don't know if you noticed in this passage that we read about being transformed, but it talked about the first man, Adam, being from dust, right? So we're reminded that we're all from dust. And I can't help to think, but when we read this scripture, that Ash Wednesday is coming up in a week and a half on March the 2nd. Um, and then it also talks about the, the, the last Adam being Jesus from heaven, right? So on Ash Wednesday, some of you may be sitting here and thinking, I don't know what Ash Wednesday is. And maybe some of you have been to a whole bunch of Ash Wednesdays. But let us prepare ourselves and let's think about what it really means, right? On Ash Wednesday... Pastor Sam will be down there, I'll be down there, and we'll, you'll come forward and we'll put a cross of ashes on your forehead. It reminds us to repent, right? It reminds us to think about those things that we need to change in our lives. Um, it reminds us that we are from dust, just like the first Adam. Um, if we get to talking about Lenten, you're thinking, well, it's a week and a half away, why are we talking about it now? I wanted to give us time to prepare ourselves, right? It's a week and a half away. I don't want it to creep up and us say, well, I don't really know how I want to grow or what I want to change or what areas God wants to work with me. We have a week and a half to get ready to think about what can we do during the season of Lent, right? What can we do to prepare ourselves? It's one of my favorite services of the year. Um, what things do we need to repent of 
as individuals? What areas of our lives need the most work? What about us as a church? You know, when, on Ash Wednesday, we don't just repent for the things we've done as individuals, but we repent as a congregation. Did you know that we repent every time we take communion once a month? We say, we have failed to love our neighbors. We have not heard the cry of the needy. We say those things as a group. So on Ash Wednesday, we're also saying as a group of people, we've got work to do. We've got work to do. We've got ways we want God to change us and grow us, to minister to our community better. Um, so when this topic came up at youth group, we were talking about Ash Wednesday and Lent and what this scripture about dust meant and everything. And it got us talking a little bit about Mardi Gras too, right? So you're going to see the colors of Mardi Gras. In the church world, you might hear Shrove Tuesday a lot. Or your friends might say Fat Tuesday is coming up the day before Ash Wednesday. But what is that all about, right? People will indulge in things that they may give up for the season of Lent. Um, and yes, people go a little too far, I know, I know. But we will see colors and symbols of Mardi Gras. So I looked up, I like to know what colors mean. And uh, they said back in 1872 is as far back as they can trace the colors from Mardi Gras, which are purple, gold, and green, right? And uh, from the websites I found, they don't really know why they use those colors, but they said what the colors meant to them. Purple is a little different than our liturgical colors, but for them, purple for Mardi Gras, when you see those colors coming up in the next week and a half, it means justice. So let us remember that Jesus stands for justice. Let us remember that Jesus wants us to stand for justice, right? And, and pray, God, what does that mean for me to do that, to, to show love and grace and, and justice for people? Green stands for faith, right? When we see that color the next week and a half, Jesus wants us to grow in our faith, right? Um, Especially in this upcoming season of Lent, how can I grow in my faith? What do I need to give up? What do I need to add in order to grow? Gold reminds us of power. Let us be reminded of the resurrection power of Jesus during the season of Lent. Let's be reminded of the power that Jesus has in our lives to transform us. All right, go back to Ash Wednesday. We're going to repent. We're going to be reminded of uh, people in Scripture who repented with sackcloth and ashes. I did not grow up Methodist. The first time I saw an Ash Wednesday service... I thought, what, is, what are they doing? Um, but what they're doing is in the Old Testament, people would repent. Um, like you think of David, for example, who did some very terrible things, but he would put on sackcloth and ashes and repent and be remorseful for the things he did. We do the same thing. Um, during Lent, which is Ash Wednesday till Easter, those 40 days, we remember that Jesus fasted in the wilderness for 40 days. We remember that the people of Israel wandered for 40 days in the wilderness. I mean, for 40 years in the wilderness. As we repent, we remember that Jesus sacrificed for us. We also remember that we can sacrifice for others. We want to we sacrifice to grow spiritually, but we also want to sacrifice to bless others. So Ash Wednesday sounds like kind of harsh, right? Because we're just remorseful and repenting. And that's awesome that we do that on Ash Wednesday. But I want to give you hope with Ash Wednesday too, okay? We put a cross on your forehead. The cross reminds us that we belong to God. We are loved. Despite our mess-ups, our failures, our mistakes, we're, we're saying all the work that we need done in our lives, that cross reminds us we're loved right where we're at, that God loves us. We're forgiven. We're cared for. We belong to Jesus. Did you notice in this passage, it talked about how we were from Adam. We were from dust. But did you notice what it said about the second Adam, which was talking about Jesus? says that we are going to bear the image of Jesus, right? 
What does that look like for us to be image bearers of Jesus? What does that look like? It means that we're being transformed daily. It means that we are changing into new creations daily, that God is working on us. And every day, every day, we're growing in, we're growing in our transformation, right? So why talk about Lent, like I said, a week and a half early? I want us to get a game plan in our lives. I want us to think about what God wants to work on within us, right? A great way to do that would be something like this. I'm not telling you you have to do it, 40 days of prayer, but do something, do something during the season of Lent. I was telling the early service, when I worked out at Southside Methodist, we had, me and the kids, we came up with a whole list and I found some ideas online. And one of the ideas was, um, this is from a Catholic website that I gave the kids this idea. Sleep on the floor for 40 days and remember to pray for people in other countries that don't have beds and be thankful for what you have. I had kids that did that. That's crazy, isn't it? I would hurt my back. I don't know about you, but there's some wild things that you can do during the season of Lent, right? Wild things. You might want to, you know, not buy that McDonald's drink every day. And that dollar you give after you, you've done that for 40 days, you give that money to the Love Center or do something creative, right? You might say, I'm just going to give up five minutes of my time a day to go on a walk and talk to God, right? It doesn't have to be something huge. It can be little, right? And, and I know we often talk about during the season of Lent, you hear about people giving up food. That's fine if that's what you want to do, giving up certain types of food. But maybe add something instead. Maybe add something that's going to transform you spiritually. So I just want to show you, this is my challenge for all of us during the season of Lent. And again, we have a week and a half to really think about what it is, how it is we want God to transform us. I would guess a lot of us are running on empty lately, especially those of us that drive kids around all day, every day. We're Uber services, right? We're tired. So some of us are running on an empty cup. Some of us kind of have like a half full cup, right? Some of us have a half full, maybe a little. So here's, here's what I want. And sorry if I make a mess this morning, all right? If you have any complaints, just <laughs> email Pastor Sam. <laughs> so um, here it is. Here's our cup. So um, this is what I want all of us to do during the season of Lent, Ash Wednesday to Easter. Just spend some extra time with God, things that will fill up our cup. Remind us that we are beloved children of God. Remind us that we have a purpose. Remind us that we have hope. Remind us to love others. Because you know what's going to happen if we keep filling this cup up every day, getting restored and the love and grace of God? Eventually, we're going to start not just being full, we're going to start overflowing, right? Imagine if here at Gadsden First, we have a whole bunch of us spending extra time with God and prayer being filled up. Imagine, we're going to call this bowl the city of Gadsden, all right? What if... God's grace, God's love is pouring out of us so much, it's overflowing into the city of Gadsden. It's contagious, right? It's, it's like we, the, our joy and excitement for God is just overflowing into the city of Gadsden. What would happen? What would happen to our inviting ministries team, our missions team? What would happen to all of us, right? Let's pray. Loving God, this morning, I pray that you will remind us that we're being transformed. I pray that you will show us the areas that need work. Show us the areas that we, can, that we can get rid of that are distracting us. I pray that during the season of Lent and the weeks to come that you will just pour into us, that we will be overflowing. It will be overflowing our, our knowledge that you love us, that, that your joy, your excitement, that, 
the grace that you give will be overflowing in our lives and pouring into our community. I pray that people will we'll start saying, what's going on at Gadsden First Methodist? Why are those people so excited? Why are they caring and loving the community so much? God, I pray that this joy, that, that it'll spread, that we will, we will show your love, your grace, your mercy to those we come in contact with. Loving God, I pray that you'll use each one of us. I pray that you will grow us, transform us, mold us into what you want us to be. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.